And according to Brazil's government, billions of TV viewers will be able to follow what could become one of the biggest achievements in Brazilian and world science. In actuality, World Cup audiences seldom exceed 250 million people, and a far smaller number tune in to the opening ceremonies. Nicol Ellis has a well-developed knack for mixing science with show business, and in Brazil, with politics. He did not respond to a request for an interview, but has been posting updates to a fan page on Facebook. It's a lot of flash, and that rubs some people the wrong way, says Daniel Ferris, who studies EEG and the kinetics of walking at the University of Michigan. I think Nicol Ellis is a very good scientist, and it doesn't bother me how he gets in the media. Until now, Nicol Ellis has been an ardent defender of an entirely different approach to brain-machine interfaces— directly recording neurons inside the brain using implantable chips. In 2008, he transmitted signals from a monkey's brain over the Internet to Kyoto, causing a bipedal robot to ambulate in Japan. That experiment was the origin of the Walk Again project, which now involves about 125 people from five continents, says Rudolph. Nicol Ellis initially hoped to equip a human volunteer with a tiny implanted recording cube studded with 1,000 or more electrodes, each capable of directly recording an individual neuron inside the brain. By recording from many neurons at once, his research in monkeys had shown, it would be possible to capture fine details of intended arm and leg movements and reproduce them in a robot. Writing in Scientific American in 2012, Nicol Ellis said that to control the robotic legs of an exoskeleton, it would be necessary to implant electrodes into the brain to manipulate the robot. He also firmly rejected the idea of using less accurate EEG, which relies on recording from outside the skull, saying in 2011 that low spatial resolution makes using EEG in interfaces like those created in our laboratory inviable. In a book he published that same year, Nicol Ellis went further, describing an almost insurmountable chasm separating his intellectual goals from those of EEG researchers. In the end, it was the pressures of the World Cup deadline and the difficulty of organizing a brain implant that proved insurmountable, says Rudolph. That motivated a second-half substitution of the more accessible EEG technology. Brazil's government agreed to the demonstration only in January 2013, Nicol Ellis has said, leaving little time to prepare. We decided to show what could be done now and portend what is coming, says Rudolph, adding that the Walk Again project still intends to adopt intracortical recordings at a future date. It's an aggressive project moving very quickly. Anytime you have to demonstrate a new technology at a specific time and date, that is a challenge. Even so, the choice puts Nicol Ellis's demonstration at the center of a debate over what EEG signals can actually do. Some, like Schwartz, say it's a stalled technology that hit a hard wall 20 years ago. Others say it's a practical avenue for brain control whose promise is still unfolding. The clear advantage is that recording an EEG signal doesn't require brain surgery, just an electrode-studded cap. The problem is that the electrical signal is collected outside the skull, the combined product of billions of neurons firing at once. That's a bit like listening to an orchestra from a noisy avenue outside a concert hall. The notes of individual instruments are lost. But if enough players raise their volume or tempo, that change can be detected and used as a simple control signal. Last year, biomedical engineer Ben Hay of the University of Minnesota published a video of a person controlling the movement of a toy helicopter. 
The subject did so by imagining clenching one fist or the other to move it left or right, or sweeping both hands upward to give it lift. With training, computer algorithms recognized the resulting changes to the EEG wave and used them to control the copter. But there are practical limits. Generating and decoding willful changes to the EEG wave is slow and produces very small amounts of useful information, often just 5 to 50 bits per minute. It's not nearly enough data to control anything as complex as the walk-again exoskeleton, which Rudolph says has 17 degrees of freedom. Researchers have hoped to get more information from the EEG signal, but have so far been disappointed, says Guy Chiron, a researcher at the Université Libre de Bruxelles in Belgium, who led a European initiative that spent $7 million developing an EEG-controlled exoskeleton and wrapped up last year. Sharon's group did get the exoskeleton to move forward on a command from a brainwave evoked by a person thinking...